This podcast is from heptagonclub.co.uk and paulcarenza.com. The Heptagon Club. Heptagon Club. Heptagon Club with Paul Carenza. Seven guests, seven corners. On this week's show. Well, I start with the punchline and work it backwards. If I want to read a good book, I write one. <laughs> I was actually the voice of the minifigures in the first Lego computer games, but they weren't allowed to say anything. So, and, and your host, <laughs> Mr. Paul Carenza. Welcome, hello, podcast listeners. Welcome, happy creative new year to you. Yes, we are well into September now. We are post summer. We're back to school with a bang. Festival season is done. So it's creative new year for stand ups who've done Edinburgh. That was year's end. It's time to think of that new show. What to debut at Leicester Comedy Festival in February. That's the, the first comedy festival of the calendar. Uh, it's a dilemma I have right now. Love to do Leicester. Don't have the stomach for Edinburgh. Maybe for Leicester. A new show? An old show? I don't know. I've got my little uh, The Bible, the one-man jukebox musical show. I've been touring a little bit this year. Could do that. But then I have a hefty foot in the secular world too. So maybe best just do an era of general humour. You know, Parsi fair. Bit of this, bit of that. Just, you know jokes maybe we'll see but anyway this isn't the place for pondering what to do with my my stage career this is all about your ears and what feeds them so seven guests as ever join us in the heptagon club this month and as it's creative new year not just for stand-ups puzzling out their next show but i know authors who spend summer holidays curating their next ideas then they get to the typewriter come september write that new novel or whatever it might be it's the time people are starting new courses, new hobbies, learning new skills, trying new sports, what have you. So here are seven guests, all brilliant, many of whom are embracing Creative New Year by launching big new things. How about an online beatboxing academy? Yes. Well, how about a new book with marriage-saving tips? Or how about a new album from guitar strummer and sentiment spreader Mr. Paul Bell? Or how about, hey, my new book, as well as the uh, two kids' books I've had out this year, Moses and the Exodus Express and Noah's Car Park Ark. I've also got a third book out this year. Actually, it will be my uh, fourth within a year because last winter there was also my History of Christmas, Hark, the Biography of Christmas. That was out then. But this new one is out in October. Uh, It's a joke book. It's called What Are They Doing Down There? with cartoons by the fabulous Dave Walker. And uh, it's got some, I don't know, pithy lines, observations, wordplay, badinage, what have you. Uh, Well, let's have a taster, shall we? So things like this. This is what's in the book. Right, here we are. Ready? Good. The past is a lit firework. Admire from a distance, never go back to it, and it's best enjoyed with a hot dog. IKEA instruction manuals can be very emotive because, well, there are no words. Flying cars are all very well, but they will need to raise some of those low bridges. Never trust a pharmacist who says of your prescription, I'll just make it up for you. Well, if you want more, you can Google Paul Carenza, what are they doing down there? Pre-order from your bookshop of choice and stay tuned for more exciting excerpts dotted throughout this episode. Right now, though, let's dive in with two other authors who aren't me. And uh, if I've had four books out this year, and I sort of have, then they do the same most years, it seems, with 30 plus books between them, mostly on parenting and family matters. These two head up the charity Care for the Family. I caught up with parenting and family life gurus Rob Parsons and Catherine Hill. Uh, how many books are you on now? Do you even know? You no, must I'm lose a, count. 
think I've done 20 now, yeah? 20? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's more. I think it's more. more. It must be more. <laughs> I agree with Oscar Wilde. He, he said, if I want to read a good book, I write one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you write them quicker than I can read one. I'm sure you do. I, I've got your, uh, the, the, is it the Wisdom House? The Wisdom House, House yeah. And I love that thing on the back cover, that idea of, you know, the big armchairs. Oh, uh, such a lovely image, isn't it? I that love whole... that. I loved writing that book. Yeah. You know, I tried to imagine my grandkids sitting in that old armchair when they were grown. Mm. Somebody had broken their heart, trod all over their dreams, and we would talk. Uh, I get the chance to share with them lessons I've learned from people a lot brighter than me. So, yeah, I've loved that. And we take it on tour live, so that's fun as well. Do you have a chair? You yeah, a big old oh. leather armchair we take all over the country. Love it goes in the van. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Great. I want to get one of those. Yeah, you've got to let me know. When you're finished with yours, I'll buy it off yeah, your second okay. hand. There you go. I've got one just coming called Let Me Tell You a Story, which yeah. is all the, the kind of stories I've told over the years are put together. Stories are nice, aren't they? That you can put yourself in the story. Um, but you know, Catherine's got a great book coming out this year called, um, what's it called? Uh, it's going to be If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This, and it's about marriage. Brilliant. And I love the fact you forgot the title as well. If you forget <laughs> everything else. Yeah, I forget the title, but remember this. You know, yeah, exactly. That's great. It's part of a series. It There's works. already one about, yeah. about parenting. Hey, so, Kath- yeah. Catherine was recently in a very big book festival. Her and Robert Peston up there together. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, she was yeah, talking yeah. about one of her latest books. So this is a, you know, this is a hotshot author. I'm yeah. hanging on to her coattails. Peston and Hill. This is it. This yeah. is the, the tour of the book festivals. That's great. Uh, Rob's new book, Let Me Tell You a Story, that's been added to our Amazon guests list that we keep and curate of books by guests on this Heptagon Club podcast, as is Catherine's If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This. Also, she's done the fabulous Left to Their Own Devices, brilliant book about, uh, well, children, teenagers, and the ever-changing world of the gadgets that they somehow bring into our houses, or we bring, and they take over. Uh, Between them, Rob Parsons and Catherine Hill are the book-writing governors on marriage, parenting, family, all in the modern age. Do seek their stuff out, and more on their fabulous charity, Care for the Family, in a mo, after another guest or few. And let's have a newcomer now, and wait till you hear this guy's skill, right? Smattered throughout this episode, we are going to get properly into the vocal treats offered by Gav Tight. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Gav Tight, how are you, Gav? I am really, really stunningly well. Thank you very, very much, Paul. Well, thank you for joining us here as a guest on the, the Heptagon Club podcast. You are unusual and brilliant, and unusually brilliant and brilliantly unusual. Uh, for those unfortunate enough to have never encountered you, would you care to explain who you are who, who is Gavtite? Uh, who is Gavtite? Well, Gavtite is a sort of uh, jack-of-all-trades, all-round uh, kind of media type person. And some people know me as the, the beatboxing vicar. Although I'm not right. actually vickering at the moment. Right, okay. But you are, okay. but you are beatboxing. But I am beatboxing, definitely. You're beatboxing. Yeah. Uh, so instantly you have that clash of two of two uh, worlds that you wouldn't normally think of much of. A, the, the Venn diagram in the middle, I can imagine, is fairly slim between beatboxing and vicar. Uh, but you're there. You sit there. Sit in that little gap of the yeah. There, there, apparently, there is some other beatboxing vicar out there. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to battle you, man. I'm going to take you down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, apparently there's, there is another beatboxing vicar out there. Um, nice. But but we're, we're, yeah, we are pretty thin on the ground. Okay, so beatboxing vicar. So so which came first, and how do they work together, and all that stuff? So many questions. I don't know. Feel free to pick an answer. Well, I've been beatboxing since I was about eight years old. Um, I've actually got a recording of myself on a, a reel-to-reel tape machine that my dad bought in 1975, and I wow. ate in 1979. And uh, I've actually got a, a recording of me beatboxing before I knew 
what beatboxing was. And then in the early 80s, I heard kind of the first beatboxers uh, um, doing from the hip-hop movement. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm already doing that. And then I learned the sounds. And so I've been making crazy sounds uh, ever since I was eight. Something. That's incredible. So that's sort of before... Because, you know, the last few years, all these Johnny-come-latelys come along with their... You know, they, they hear it on... On, on the radio and stuff, but you've been doing it since before it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, my very first sounds were a, a kick drum like this, which was... It's not a very good kick drum, because uh, these days... Nice. Go, um, and, uh, and, and, and the snare drum like this. And, and I've got a recording of me going... Like that into, into this microphone. Uh, but these days we kind of do a lot more crazy sounds and stuff. See, al- already there was that m- magical moment of, of the sounds coming together and instantly you go, ah, oh, ah, it just fits. It's like ingredients in a, a recipe. And that's just just a few seconds worth. Oh, brilliant. The Heptagon Club. Seven guests, seven corners. The Heptagon Club with Paul Carenza. Welcome to the podcast. Two esteemed guests here. We have with us Paul Bell and Nathan Ramsden Locke. Good evening. Did I get your name correct there, by the way? Paul Bell's easy to get right, to be honest. You know, that is the... Yeah, I still find myself having to spell it far more often than you would think. Really? On the phone, they they think it's it's very hard to pronounce a B. Do you get, I suppose, and and Paul Bell, that's the French, isn't it, for something? Yeah, that's what they call me at school. I'm sorry, I don't want to bring back nicknames. Apologies for that. That's right. You're through it now. You're through it now. Yeah, the counselling has has really worked. (laughs) Let's let's not regress too much here. But I did get that correct, which I Nathan was good, good work. Excellent. We have, um, we're all united in, we're in Performers Corner here now. This is, uh, we are in effectively a green room. It's actually raining on the roof of this particular green room. Nathan, your background, you're a comedian. Yes, I I sort of first got into it by... um, uh, I was watching an interview with Tim Vine and uh, somebody said, how do you get your material? And he said, well, I'll start with the punchline and work it backwards. Okay. And I thought, OK, I can give that a go. So I wrote down a load of shop names and uh, uh, it just kind of flowed. Uh, my wife asked me to go shopping the other day. I said, can't Tesco. And, it, and we're off. And we're <laughs> off. Those, That's it? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It doesn't get any better from there. Nice, OK. You know? Yeah, set, uh, set the bar early on. Yeah. And I finished with, I finally got home, and uh, my wife says, hurry up and get dinner on. And I say, wait, Rose, let Thomas cook it. Oh, before, you know, <laughs> all, all the shops that used to be on the high street until they've all closed <laughs> down in the recent recession. Yeah, That's yeah. right, yeah. yes. It's like memory lane, literally memory lane. So it's been a journey, really, of uh, yeah. um, finding out what works, what doesn't. Right. Uh, how quickly some audiences get puns and some don't. <laughs> it must be tricky as as, as, the, as the rains increase here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it must be tricky when you come up with a, with a joke to think, has this been done by Tim Vine or Milton Jones exactly. or Jimmy Carr or Stuart yes. Francis or Bob Monkhouse or whatever, you know, you go yeah. back through the things. And how do you, what, do you just do, go for it and just do it and assume for the assume for the best? Yeah, I often check on the internet just to make yeah, sure that yeah. I haven't because uh, you do think, has somebody come up with this before, yeah. you know, and uh, especially with one-liners. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy writing it. You know, I used to do, I used to do by accident, one of Tim's jokes oh, yeah. that I thought was mine. And I did it for about a month or so. And it's one of those I sort of thought, yeah, I had that, I've had that thought. I had, I'd woke up with it in my head. Yeah. I thought it was an original brilliant lovely and it was a, a, a brilliant joke and it was original for Tim Vine <laughs> yes. uh, it turns out and there's only when someone pulled me up at a gig went that's Tim Vine's joke isn't it and I was like halfway there going I'm pretty sure I invented that separate and I go oh, no it was it was definitely his yeah, yeah I have you know sometimes you think I've come up with it separately I yeah. just want to thought no no I, I've heard him do that that's, yeah. that's why it's in my head fully formed exactly yeah. no I've but, been um, there and had those thoughts yeah, as well yeah, 
So more from musician Paul Bell and comedian Nathan Ramsden Lock very soon. Let's get back and hear more from our beatboxing guru, Gav Tight. So you've been beatboxing as a kid then, as a teenager, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I did the, I did the beatboxing thing and uh, worked in recording studios, worked in sound. Sound has always been really, really important to me and a big part of my life. I, I, I created music, music production stuff and uh, worked uh, as a sound designer. I, I was actually the, the voice of the minifigures in one of the first Lego computer games. Uh, back oh, in, really? Yeah, back in the mid-90s. And, wow. Uh, yeah, which is great. It was, but they, they weren't allowed to say anything. Lego said, you can't actually say anything. So these little minifigures <laughs> were kind of like, which was kind of weird and uh, and then and then i became <laughs> then i went into teaching became a teacher and i actually taught sound i actually taught uh, acoustics and music production and stuff and i got really interested in the phonetics of of beatboxing in fact what happened was uh, i was teaching and kind of beatboxing had died in the 90s no one had really heard of beatboxing it was really big in the early 80s and then in the 90s no one had, was, was kind of beatboxing there's a couple of people out there michael jackson bobby mcferrin and and a few beatboxes and um anyway an album came out in about the year 2000 and my students said oh you've got to listen to this you've got to listen to this. it's called beatboxing and i was like yeah i don't i don't want beatboxing. <laughs> do that and, and listen, yeah. they were like no way and i started teaching beatboxing the day after um and then and then uh, i was going to register beatboxing.co.uk because i was uh, wanting to kind of connect on the internet with other beatboxers there was no no one out there and the day i went to register it another guy registered beatboxing.co.uk oh. he put up on a web forum i was member number three there was him and his mate and me and <laughs> and that just grew and that and and then i that grew into humanbeatbox.com i created the world's first tutorials on how to beatbox and we just did it with text and audio and then we did it in video this is all pre-youtube and uh, yeah, the rest is history. Well, the rest is history. I, I then, and then, and then after yeah. the teaching, I then started to do the vicar thing, as you do, as you do. So, okay, so you aren't just a beatboxing vicar, and you're not just a beatboxer, but you are a teacher then of beatboxing. So you're encouraging the whole, the next generation of beatboxers. So, uh, so I created the first tutorials on beatboxing, and then in the mid two thousands, I created a, a series called Beatbox Jam that was really popular because I was really interested in. The phonetics of beatboxing. How do you make the sounds? Uh, no one had mapped them or kind of described them before. And then, uh, and then recently, my latest project was like, how do you now communicate beatboxing without using the English language? And I've created a web app called Buzzcut, B-Z-Z-K-T-T. This is a web app that teaches beatboxing without using language. Using it. And I've created a visual language to describe beatboxing sounds. And so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Wow! So then, this is brand new, isn't it? The the buzz. Uh, so it's buzz. I, I thought it was bis- biscuit, but it's buzz. Yeah, well, it's, a, uh, you can call nice. it biscuit as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because but, I mean, obviously, if you if you if you, I know you very quite well, and yeah. I know your passion for cakes and biscuits and things. Love, um, love yeah, it. So yeah, yeah, call it biscuit, and that's the point actually, because it's phonetic. You can call, yeah. You can just call it what you like. Nice, nice. More about Gav's new online beatboxing school in a mo. But speaking of music and biscuits, there's only one man we can talk to now. Singer-songwriter Paul Bell has a killer song about biscuits. You must seek it out. And his new album, indeed, you should seek that out too. But in amongst the Bicky-based songs, Paul has some sweet stuff too. I, I don't mean sweet biscuits, but... Uh, he probably has those as well. Yeah. I, I, my set is kind of a bit of an emotional roller coaster. We yes. always have a bit of funny, funny comic stuff, and then mm. there's always the kind of one that tugs at your heartstrings slightly. Yeah. If you can do it in the same song, then so much the better. That's magic, isn't it? Yeah. 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 The one about wishing you were four years older gets just. It's lovely. Yeah. But then you do a, a song about biscuits, and then we're having a you know. It's yeah. A, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that, 
normally that that kind of starts the set off and mm. um, if people whoop for their favorite biscuit then we enjoy ourselves and we have fun and if they don't whoop then I feel like it's going to be a longer evening yeah um, that gluten-free and diabetics association gig <laughs> it's a tough night I never like to pitch myself as a comedian because then the bar is set lower yeah, yeah. for expectations and I can sneak over it but yeah I do some funny stuff as well yeah and you've got a new album out at the minute Let's have a, a taster then. Not a funny one, but a heartfelt, beautiful song from Paul Bell's new album, First Light. Here's a bit of track one, Beautiful and Brave. I feel the grief and the gratitude For two weeks in a hospital room It wasn't enough But you never know the difference it made I feel the love and I feel the loss Though it really isn't mine to feel My heart is changed And you never know the difference it made Be beautiful and brave Every act of kindness sees the world change Touched by grace, be beautiful and brave. It's, uh, it's yeah. out now, is it out soon? Yeah, they came back from the factory this very week. Nice. So it's very exciting to open the box. And then I opened the box and I discovered that there'd been a printing error and it doesn't say my name on the side. Is it really? So, um, yeah, but um, luckily I bought my wife a very thin pen. Oh, she's nice. She's got neater handwriting than me. I tried a couple of, I couldn't do it. But right. Then she's very kindly written my name on the side oh, of bless her. so they're all they're all individual so they're all signed by yeah, by your wife indeed, rather yeah. than you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i will sign them as well but Excellent. she's she's, yeah. she's written my name on the side that's very nice because you get some albums where it's got like it looks like it's handwritten and it's yeah. clearly not but in your case it actually it is really a personal is yeah touch. i've let you into a little secret there i'm sure that's why the factory did it all along i think so yeah give that bit of magic Made it unique yes yeah, certainly oh yeah so yeah it's called first light we recorded it in Sweden in the snow earlier in the year. Oh wow! And now I'm singing it in the summer sunshine. So why Sweden? What lured you over there? Um, the producers knew a, knew a studio and some musicians over there they thought would be good to work with, and so we headed oh, over nice. to a studio called Fred's Kitchen. Nice. And it was yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. As a fan of rock set myself. The fact that you have any sort of Swedish musical sort of uh, yeah, it's now, it feels like you're you're, you're touching greatness. Yeah, well. Roxette and ABBA, and now my yeah. album. There's some of the some of the joining some of the greatest music that's been recorded in that in that country. It's, it's a big it's three. Not quite so um, not quite so Euro pop as as yeah. those other things, but yeah. Yeah, nice. There. What sort of album is is it uh, a, de- a departure? Is it is, is it? Uh... It's kind of it's kind of more a little bit just the next step on the journey. Really, yeah. it's. Um, some there's some slightly sadder songs on this one. Mm. It's not a huge barrel of laughs. There's one there's one slightly comic song about things no one knows, which um, I put in a nice reference to Anton Deck just before. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm always kind of anything slightly. I thought I was fairly safe mm. with that one, and it's still okay. It's all right. They're still are they still they're still together. I yeah. think so. To a yeah. degree. Yeah. There was rumours that he's bought a house in some foreign way, but then he's. He's probably well, well off enough to buy a house without necessarily moving there, I'd have thought. I think so, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't really think through the consequences for my comic songs when they... they didn't. When they, when they got into that mess. Didn't plan they? ahead, did they, yeah. these things? Yeah, anyway. yeah, rough game. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, I'm really pleased with it. It's uh, exciting to be having new songs to sing. 
So it's Creative New Year for Paul Bell. That means his new album, you've heard Beautiful and Brave. The album is called First Light. You can get it now. For Rob Parsons, Creative New Year means his new book, Let Me Tell You a Story. For Catherine Hill, it's her new book, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This. For me, it's my new book, What Are They Doing Down There? That's the joke book with cartoons. I won't describe the cartoons here. It's audio. But here are a few more lines uh, from the new book. Uh, Here we go. The French make voila sounds so much better than its English translation. Christianity is like a nearly empty deodorant can. Those who think there's nothing in it are often the ones who need it most. Uh, The worst word to hear, though, in a sermon, twelfthly. I think church is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, although it probably includes something to chew on, the tiniest bit of alcohol, a bit of coffee, and hopefully not too many nuts. Well, that'll do for now. So you may get the idea that my book is sort of 20% churchy-ish jokes and things, uh, 80% general area lines, comments and ponderings. Uh, buses may one day take over the planet. They've got numbers on their side. It's that sort of thing. You know, we've not had a bring a bottle segment on this podcast for a while. It's the bit where we would ask you listeners to effectively bring a bottle, to do something for us, like share the episode, review, donate, whatever. Uh, maybe this time, it's time for a bring a bottle, which could be buy a book off someone from this week because there are a lot of products in buried in this week's show that you could get a beatboxing tutorial online from gav tight you could front up some cash for that paul bell's album you could get that or books from myself or rob or catherine whoever oh lee jackson he's on the way as well he's got a fab book about presenting more authors to come it's creative new year and how about a quick burst of tim reed this is a guy who takes creativity into businesses based on his rather famous sitcom peter Kay's car share I think we laugh at two things, you know, as I've written stuff up. And, and one is about recognition of truth. You know, we laugh, like John and Katie, really, a lot of feedback I got was that people were going, you know, oh my, I'm, I'm yeah. just like her or I know someone just like him. It's the recognition. Or I do that in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. recognition is, is funny. But also surprise. So, you know, where you, there's a twist or, a, you know, the, that old kind of switcheroo or you expected this to happen and something else happens. That makes us laugh. So I think if you base the characters around recognition and truth, you can then have some fun with what they get up to and the fact that who you've put to conflict against each other. Ah, recognition and surprise. That's Tim Reed's secret of comedy. Or another guy who takes creativity into businesses, especially for public speaking, is the presenting guru and author of Get Good at Presenting, Lee Jackson. I think one of the most important things is if you're ever doing a presentation, make sure you tell stories Mm. because, you know, data and and stuff like that and facts and figures are really boring. Actually, someone wants to know a story. So whether you're a a vicar doing a preach or something or whether you're a business person, you've got to tell a story because stories are what people remember and stories are what people, you know, they become memorable and they can change people's lives. So if you want to... If you want anyone to remember anything, then tell a story. Um, some of the research shows that a story makes things 22 times more memorable than just a piece of information without a story. That is uh, significant, yeah. And I suppose, you know, going back to, uh, well, you know, Jesus' parables, Aesop's fables, you know, all these things yeah. are just getting a point across with a good story, really. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean, the parables are... A slightly different thing because they were often open ended, so you didn't even end them, which is quite interesting. But, but yeah, I just love all those communication mm-hmm. techniques. But be yourself, tell more stories, and get to the core of your message. That's three quality tips that will change the way you present forever. I'm sure. I, I've not spotted those parables. Don't really end. That's quite. 
that's quite a nice. I says me trying to write <laughs> stories and trying to get a good ending. Sometimes, yeah, just move on to the next one. Yeah, just kind of. Well, if you leave them hanging, that's kind of a, quite a Hebrew that's thing, true. isn't it? I guess you that's you leave true. things hanging so that they they you know ruminate on it for for days. You know, that's the idea, I suppose. Cafe yeah. culture, isn't it, and all that. So. I suppose so. Always leaving wanting more. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's right. These these timeless tips. That's right. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know, who knows if one of the disciples had a sideline in presenting tips back in the olden days. But, um, <laughs> There's that yeah. nice bit in the um, in the Acts of the Apostles when Paul's speaking and someone falls out the window. That's not played on enough, is it? That, that, that particular, no, I, I, that particular I, I, pr- there's not enough pratfalls in the Bible that are really yeah. getting attention to. Lee's book is Get Good Presenting. You can get that online or via leejackson.biz, which is also online, I suppose. Speaking of leaving them hanging, we have left Gav Tight hanging as he introduced his brand new beatboxing online tool, Buzzkit. Okay, so this is brand new, isn't it? The the, the Buzzkit. It literally has just been launched. So, and so I've mapped something like 370 beatboxing sounds. Wow. Uh, 80 beat patterns on there. And I've just teamed up with a UK beatboxer called Subsonic because I'm a bit old school, you know, I'm like doing all these kind of you know kind of old sounds and they're doing all this really kind of really cool kind of uh, current sounds and uh, I've teamed up with Subsonic he's going to be producing a whole set of videos for it as well so very very exciting times I'd, I'd never even have thought there were current sounds there are like fashionable new sounds that come along uh, for these sort of and, things. and styles as well because when I when I started beatboxing it literally was hip hop it was all and, and these days it's, it's there's trap music and grime and they're doing much more complicated patterns there's a thing called speed boxing and uh, technical speed boxing and they're we're throwing in lots of different sounds and so rather than kind of just doing kind of slow kind of they're doing this kind of you know really fast stuff and uh and throwing all triplets in there and things. And uh, so it's great to have, you know, kind of the new generation on board, uh, as well as kind of these old fogies like me, uh, who are doing, <laughs> have been doing beatboxing since the 70s. You know. So, yeah, it's cool. Yes. I, I, old, old beatboxing, that's a lovely image. It's, I like to imagine people back in the 40s and 50s, that rather clipped sort of RAF kind of, uh, um, you know, appro- approach to it, yes. Today we're going to learn how to make a <laughs> lip roll like this. <laughs> And what you need to do is put your lips together and... (laughs) That's very nice. I like that. That's the... There you go. Beatboxing through the ages. You know, your Shakespeare and your Dickensian and all that sort of thing. That'd be nice. Before we go, more from our episode's headliner, Rob Parsons OBE, on what his charity, Care for the Family, is all about. And Care for the Family, then. Tell us a little bit about that as well. Uh, Well, we we exist for two reasons. We we try to help families go into a bit of trouble and that tough times tend to hit every home we don't spend a lot of money on prevention and time you know trying to get to marriages while they're strong make them stronger get parents ready for the teenagers when the kids are eight nine and ten and we have a lot of work with bereavement parents that have lost a child someone has lost a partner early in life and just trying to strengthen families and get them through really well that's care for the family thank you rob parsons uh, thank you Catherine hill thank you to our, all of our guests in fact a reminder about our previous podcasts our, our back issues you know there's someone out there at osteopath and chiropractor monthly who's in charge of back issues yeah just another line from my new book what are they doing down there available for pre-ordering now and while you are online pre-ordering the heck out of that you can be listening to our back episodes previous guests include Miranda Hart, Sally Phillips, Milton Jones, Jimmy Cricket. They've all been on the podcast. Do seek them out if you've not already. Elsewhere online, you can grab a book from today's guests from our Amazon guest list. The link to that is in the episode description. Nice little list of all the books available. And indeed, 
while you're online, you could donate to our fine podcast. Why not? There's a button at hepticonclub.co.uk. You can keep us afloat, keep us in business. This podcast is the loss-making part of my career. It's cost me a three-figure sum to make this happen. I, I don't mind. I don't mind investing. But hey, if you don't mind either, chuck us a fiver or a tenner or a pound an episode, whatever you think it's worth. Or indeed, for member benefits, there's a Patreon button. That's a way of chucking something over more regularly and getting stuff back in return. It's like a shop, I suppose, or, you know, and proper commerce. Hey, sell fridges, sell fridges. If you eat a pasty, followed by anti-pasty, that's a zero-calorie day. Google Paul Carenza, what are they doing down there? Bag a copy, bag several. Let me know if you do that. I will thank you on the next episode, which will appear in a month or so. Thank you, Rob Halligan, for the music. We're on Facebook. You can rate, review us on iTunes. Even if you do none of those things, just stay subscribed. Have a great month. See you on episode 23. Goodbye, you lovely lot.